Good, Good morning. morning. Today we have a set of verses to consider. So the DT question asks, what are the obligations that we have toward one another? And it's to restore those caught in sin with the spirit of gentleness, bear one another's burdens, exhort one another every day, consider how to stir one another to love and good works, not neglect to meet together and encourage one another. So if we are going to fulfill these obligations for one another, we really do need to have some close relationships. Mm -hmm. Close enough to know what's going on in each other's lives so that we know when someone has fallen into sin or we know um, each other's burdens. Um, we have to have close enough contact to be able to exhort one another just in time to not be hardened by the deceitfulness of sin. So it says to exhort one another every day. Hmm. right? And I think that might sound too much, um, but that's what it says here. So I think that our church Really, I know we do meet a lot, but I don't think it's too much, right? We can't let what the world considers quote-unquote normal to cause us to slide into an evil, unbelieving heart that leads us to fall away from the living God. Yeah, so we do need closeness, uh, but there has to be a level of maturity and discernment that's required for someone to be able to approach another person and confront them about something that they observe. Uh, there's also a level of risk involved because we don't know how that other person is going to react. That's why we can find it hard to obey these words. and. Yeah, because you have to trust that the other person isn't going to somehow use your words against you and, you know, that we're all in this together. Uh, for sure, if our relationships are such that we only see each other once a week, we won't be able to do half the things that we're obliged to do, to do as brothers and sisters. There has to be a dailiness to these relationships, as Hope said, uh, where you're seeing each other, you're in each other's homes, worshiping together, rallying around the Word of God, in such a way that there doesn't have to be all this warm-up time to get around to saying what you have to say. You know, I'm reminded of mission trips. You might not feel very close to anyone on the team in the beginning, but at the end of the trip, you feel really close to everyone. There's a dailiness that you develop with each other. You literally spend all day, every day with people for a week or two. And at the end, you know all their quirks and you know all their foibles, you know their strengths and redeeming qualities, you know their stories, you know everything. But what if you continued those relationships back at home after you returned from the mission trip? Well, over time, there would be a long common history together and you really would feel like you could tell them anything, including the difficult things. Um, for example, when someone took me aside, told me that I was acting really arrogant towards some of the younger brothers. You know, I really appreciated that because it was a blind spot for me. I didn't like it initially, but I thought about it. And you know, he was right. And because of our long history together, I could trust that it's not out of malice that he was telling me this, but out of genuine concern. So then in Hebrews 3, um, I was thinking about what is an evil, unbelieving heart? You know, it's uh, I think it's the attitude of those within the church that doesn't take God's word for what it is. So when the word of God says, seek first his kingdom, you know, that doesn't mean just to sing it in a nice song, but then in terms of pursuit of material wealth, of status, career, that all those remain exactly the same as the world out there. Right? It means that when the Word of God says, whoever saves his life will lose it, and whoever loses his life for my sake will save it, that that is true. And we need to live according to that reality by being willing to let go of what seems the best in the world's eyes or value system. It means sometimes taking what seems like the lesser and not chasing after what you think is your full potential for the benefit of the body of Christ. So an evil, unbelieving heart is one that says, yes, Lord, but then get and gives mental assent to the word of God. But in our daily life, we live as a practical atheist. And that's sin's deceitfulness. It just seems so right. The world's ways seem so intuitive, 
Um, but there's a spiritual physics going on, as Pastor Ed would say, and you will fall away from the living God. Yeah, you know, in some ways, the verses from Hebrews 3 almost seem out of place, uh, but they do belong here uh, because there's a strong temptation to simply leave things alone. Uh, you don't want to take those risks. But these, these are strong words, you know, calling such an attitude evil and having an unbelieving heart. But I think there's something there. I mean, this is a silly example, but let's say you found a person singing really painful and cringy, but you didn't tell them about it. You, you drop hints, but they never seem to get it. They're just singing louder. And, and it seems like they're doing it on purpose. Man, you know, the nerve of that guy. Uh, so you start avoiding them and there's an erosion of relationship there. I mean, it's kind of a silly example, but that's what subtly happens when you don't bring up stuff. Sometimes I feel for your spiritual mentors because as mentors, they don't have that option of leaving it alone and they end up looking like a bad guy for it. Uh, but all that is because they don't have an unbelieving heart. They, they have faith that you have something to do with them by virtue of what Christ has done on the cross. So maybe today's a good day to express gratitude, say thanks, you know, you pick up an email or a quick note and to say uh, thank you. Thank you for doing the things that you do and, and lift up a quick prayer for their continued strength in the Lord. So to wrap up, I would like to encourage us to ask ourselves, do, I, do we know people's lives well enough to be able to fulfill these obligations that we have towards one another? And how well do people know my life? You know, how well do people know your life? We really need to live open lives and strive to meet together so that we can restore, bear, exhort, encourage, and stir one another to love. So what are some changes that, you know, I need to make in my life to build such relationships? And so I thought about some of these questions um, that we can ask ourselves and also be the answer um, by finding one concrete way that we can be that answer today. So here's some questions that I'd like all of us to think about and how we can answer that today. Who is in need of restoring? Whose burden can I help bear today? Who needs an exhortation today? Who needs encouragement today? And who needs to be stirred up to love today? Yeah, I mean, that's, those are some amazing questions. And I think if we just take one of them, and just consider, I think that'd be really great. So I hope you can have a great day today and let's be the message. Okay, have a good day. Bye.